say right. La 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 la. I'm not going to talk like I'm an absolute yeah, genius. Better. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Paranormal Guide podcast, podcast number 17. I'm your host, Ashley Hall, the Paranormal Guide, and as always, joined by... Bills. You're trying to jump the gun. Sorry, Every I, time I try to introduce I, you, you're like jumping in with your name before I finish I know, the sentence. Sorry, mate. Spills. Lucky you're not a woman, Ash. Shut up. Spills. <laughs> <laughs> and across from myself and Spills. Spills. Tan. It's almost like we've got segregation in the podcast. Woo-hoo. We always have the women sitting across from us. Brett's not a woman. Oh, oh yeah. That's close. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, um, once again, we're back to discuss... Whatever paranormal topics happen to take our fancy. And yeah, we've normally when I ask the question, what have we been up to the last two weeks since we last joined together? We're, we're usually try, struggling to come up with things that are interesting and paranormally relevant. But this time... Not this podcast. Not this podcast. We've actually been up to quite a lot of very interesting stuff. And look, we're just going to jump in that straight away. So we have enough time to cover it all this evening. So to begin with, myself and Tan. Recently, what was it, about two weeks ago? Yeah. Well, a lot of people... I got ditched on this. You, you got asked. Ditched. You went out for dinner, you oh, bitch. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but what a lot of people don't realise is that you know, some of us that do the podcast are currently or have been in the past tour guides. And at the moment, Tarn's the only current tour guide with any kind of company at the moment. But yeah, we, we joined Tarn on one of her... Well, I, I can't say ghost tour because it wasn't a ghost tour. It was a, a history tour. Yeah. A history and personality tour of West Crime Coast Crime and Cemetery. punishment type thing. Yeah. yeah. T- tell us a bit, before we get into that and how I found it, I just Sounds want like time to talk about a well, bondage club. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, West Terrace Cemetery, as you all know, is um, the oldest operating cemetery in Australia, based in West Terrace here, and has a huge number of people buried there. 150,000 people have been buried there. Full wow. of many, many interesting stories. So we do a tour by night. We have um, interactive lanterns that are Bluetooth to each other that create a, a light and sound show. Obviously, I'm actually one of the backup guides, and I also do some of the other roles in it during the course of the tour. There's actually three actors that come out um, who play the parts of various people and explain <clears throat> their stories. So it gives a real a real different view of things. Um, it is not a scary tour at all. Most certainly suitable for children. Ash wasn't even scared. <laughs> <laughs> was there a fire extinguisher there? No, there was no fire no. extinguisher. No. And none was pointed out That's to me. But like Ash, you, you actually quite enjoyed it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, pretty much that description was bang on the head. It was a multimedia extravaganza, I would call it. So a typical ghost tour, and there's nothing wrong with it. Well, you go along, you'll have a tour guide at the head of the group. You'll stop at a location that I'll talk to you about history, events, things that have happened. On this tour, you, you do have the guide up the front. And on the tour I went on, the lead tour guide was Tarn. So he's giving a bit of the history. But then all of a sudden, the lantern you're holding in your hand will start flashing and making all these sounds. You'll be getting news reports played out of it. and Courtroom scenes. Awesome. And yeah. Courtroom scenes. And then... And then you'll be like, and you'll just be getting over that shot. And then all of a sudden, someone's talking behind you. I'm going, fuck, this isn't meant to be a ghost tour. I'm hearing voices. And this guy dressed up in some, I don't know. John like Monk, a, our first yeah, sextant. Like a, yeah, or like grave digger, All sorts of people, murder victims and stuff That's like great. that. Come walking out of the darkness from the headstones. And they st- they stand there talking, you telling their own history. So she says it's not a ghost tour, but you kind of... Is because you can't have these people there talking to you. They're not ghost ghosts like the souls of the deceased, but it's kind of like this history being played out in like a 
And they, and they do a really bloody good job. Well, we've actually won many accolades. We won another award overnight, an Australian <clears throat> award. So we're just going head in leaps and bounds. The tour's been running for uh, about 18 months now. Fantastic. So every Friday night you need to pre-book um, at the West Terrace Cemetery. Um, summer times. Uh, well, we do a 8.30 and a 10 o'clock on a Friday night yep. during summer. And it's $25 for an adult. I think it's uh, 22 concession, 15 for a child. Cool. <laughs> that's the cool. That's what I find interesting, and something you said before that I did not know at all, that West Terrace Cemetery is the longest running cemetery in Australia. It's still operating. We actually still have spots available, so if you want to go... Yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to be, there. yeah, there's still room. Fascinating company you'll be with Spills. Now, this is going to beg a very good question. It's a question that kind of gets asked on the tour is that you said 150,000 graves, but there's definitely souls. not. Souls. Oh, souls. There's definitely not that many headstones there. What's no, going on? No, well, with that? there's actually um, quite a few graves. Um, they're not being reclaimed now. It's been basically declared a um, heritage site. So if you have a current relative in there, the grave will not be Reused. removed. Yeah. However, um, at one stage they were doing it, and some have, you know, three below them and a th- buried three deep. Oh, wow. And there are some mass um, graves or pauper's <laughs> graves and stuff And, of like course, that. all the unmarked ones, you guys, kind of sweep your arms and this guy we're talking about is kind of buried in this kind of section because yeah. we don't know anymore. Well, that, that's the <clears> part <throat> of what you'd have to find out during yeah. the tour. John Monk, um, our first sexton, he kept a record of who died but didn't put a record of where he put them. So, yeah, we, we did lose. And we lost a lot with other practices that happened in the cemetery where people burnt the um, wooden crosses to deal with the long grass and, mm. yeah, caused some problems. Oh, and they crazy. had lots of issues with denominations and stuff in there. So, But you really should come along. You really should come along. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm keen as to go again because oh, do it. it's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, we're not going to tell you the stories because you've got to come and see it, but... You're hearing about all these gun battles that you've probably never even heard of. Well, a gun battle that you've never heard. Like a pretty substantial gunfight yeah. in, in a certain part of the city. That you, well, not in the city, but, you know, in from Adelaide. The escapades from Yatla. Yeah. You know, we got, you know, there's probably the serial killer most people probably haven't even heard of before. Like mm. one of our very first, if not the first, recorded in Adelaide that I know of anyway. So, you know, really, really interesting and dark stuff. So even if you're not so much into history history you're still getting this kind of really bleak look at this city that we kind of call home mm. and it's, it's it's really excellent just to have the actors the flashing the lanterns and all this kind of it's it's, an, it, it's a tour extravaganza <laughs> so. you know what we should do we should go do the west terrace tour yeah from there go to the jail and kick on at the jail what an awesome idea do one of the Haunted Horizons tours at Adelaide Jail. Because that's something else that has just been yep. reannounced. Like literally yesterday. Like was it? Slip, it was yeah, yesterday. But, but well, before we get into that, that, definitely, if you guys are in Adelaide or visiting Adelaide for any reason and you, and you want to go do a tour, that's not a ghost tour, but is a really cool, dark kind of history tour, definitely hit up West Terrace Center. And, and you guys, will, if like someone's on an off date, but they can get a big enough group together, if they, yeah, do a if they get a big enough group together, we, we did a private one last night, um, did an extended tour, which was great. So we had additional acting roles and oh, extra wow. people. So I played an extra part last night as well. So, yeah, so there's even stuff I haven't even seen yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Four Excellent. extra parts you've never, never seen. So, yeah. Check it out. We'll mm. definitely do it. But like you're saying, Adelaide Jail, being just yeah. re announced, yeah. Adelaide Tour awesome Horizons. So, Adelaide Jail is probably the first place I really kicked off with my investigation or the paranormal side of things. And yeah, uh, 2nd of November. The first 
Monday night, yes. Adelaide Sport Horizons. Adelaide Jail. Adelaide Jail. And then again on the 9th of November. So, actually, we should kick it off at West Terrace on the 6th of November. And then later that night, make the later tour for the Adelaide Jail. That sounds like a brilliant idea. There's plans, there's things bubbling, we'll see what we can do. Middle of the podcast. Well, well, once again, you've just decided to announce something. (laughs) No one even knows. It's like, man, let's do this. Like, well, fuck it, let's do it. Make the dreams happen. But yeah, like, no doubt sometime in the near future, hopefully we'll have our snow bonfires on horizons. Talk about the tours. Definitely. But for now, people that might be listening, live in Adelaide or can get Adelaide, might be thinking, this Adelaide jail tour sounds kind of interesting. What, without going into the stories, because it's not our place to do what what kind of things what personal experiences and things can they expect on such a tour firstly the place is amazing no so much history within the jail um but you know from from full-bodied apparitions to touching to evps to disembodied voices just everything and you've experienced pretty much all that for yourself wow yeah. I've never investigated there. Really? You've never been? Have you been there during I've, the day for us? I've been there during the day. Yep. And, in, and it is, even in the day, it is quite an intimidating location because you can, I don't know what the plans are coming up, but at the moment you can go in there during the day, pay your 15 bucks, whatever, walk around. Yeah. I believe that's happening currently. I'm not sure what the future of that is. But you go there and it is intimidating. You kind of, you can walk around and even though it's daylight, it's just stone everywhere and you've got this oppressive feeling because the place is built for you to feel kind of lost and contained yeah, and you're not leaving definitely. here unless we want you to. And at night that's magnified 10 times. Definitely. And there's some pretty <laughs> famous sort of people that are, or hang there. I've been yeah. reading a book on Elizabeth Wilcock, who was the only female hanged in South <clears throat> Australia. Yep. By Benjamin Ellis, who's actually part of our West Terrace Party Cemetery tour. tour. You talk about the serial killer who was also John Balaban. Who was also executed at the Adelaide Jail. And yeah. some of the ghost stories might well do concern him. So, you know. And he's still buried there. Of course. All the there executed criminals are JB. still buried there. Yeah. Are still buried there. So it's not just a jail. It's a, it's a cemetery for, for the lost and the damned. Although some people might argue against some of those convictions. <laughs> Elizabeth's. Top three places? Yep, definitely. Oh, I have to get there. Cannot wait to get back in. Yeah, I was was saying today on um, one of of the Facebook groups, I was saying, you know, it's awesome Adelaide Jail's coming back, you know, at the moment, Taylor Town's my favourite place to go to. Maybe Adelaide Jail will take that over, but then I'm thinking, I'm still going to have that soft spot for the town and old Ted. Oh, definitely. But it's going to be new for a lot of people, and it's going to be... It's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to the new stories that are going to come out of that place because the stories that we know are all three, four years old yeah. now, aren't they? No yeah. one's really done a lot in there. Exactly right. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely Can't wait. awesome. Now, what else have we been up to? Well, well, why are you pointing to me? Because you haven't explained it. Okay, so <laughs> last weekend. Weekend just weekend gone. Weekend just gone. There you go. So the Paranormal Guide. And the podcast team. And the podcast team. Went to Truebridge Island, uh, which sits about eight and a half kilometres off the coast of Edithburg, which is on the York Peninsula in South Australia. Yep. Um, we spent three days out there. So it's basically an island uh, with a lighthouse. A lighthouse was built in the 1850s. 1855. There you go, Tom. Beautiful. That's your new nickname, Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia Tarn. <laughs> yeah. Britannia. <laughs> Britannia. 
It's like the penny for <laughs> There we go, cool. Awesome. I love I get a new nickname every podcast. <laughs> every week. It's better than Madam Useful, right? Yeah, better than Mum. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we stayed there for three days. It's a bird sanctuary. We basically got the whole island to ourselves. We got dropped off by boat, dumped on the island, and away we went. Yeah, played with Sammy the Seal. Yeah. Well, we didn't get too close. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like Phil says, it's a it's an island that you can book out for yourself. It's Truebridge Island Hideaways, I believe is what it's called. And you, you can book it out. And this is my second stay there. The first time I went there, didn't know about any ghost stories. And I've talked about before how I found the guest books and discovered that there are ghost stories. Well, everyone here... So you dragged all us out there. Yeah. And, yeah. and, now, and now you guys have read in the guest books. And, you know, there's a lot of stories. Now, the stories kind of fall into... Are these just kind of stories that people scared their kids with? But then you get some darker stuff. And you even find on some page where people are describing their communication they've had and their experiences and experiments they've tried to do. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an island with history, but also very possibly a haunting. And we may have experienced some of that for ourselves while we stayed there. Before we get onto that, what did you guys think of the island just as a means to get away from the world for a couple of days? Paranormal or not, just wanted to get away for the world. Awesome. I loved it. Loved it. Almost, well, I had to get a phone to get a phone reception out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Sitting around, drinking cocktails, listening to the birds. Watching Spills trying fish. Taking photos, fishing, everything. Mm. Mm. And, wa- and marvelling at get, nature. Watching, watching the crabs, crabs get sucked up by those Pacific gulls and smashed on the sand to try and break their backs and yeah. washing them in the water and then picking them up and smashing them again. Or it's just awesome. chasing them down the beach and ripping the legs off. It's, it's quite boring. Well, they can't get, they can't get awesome. the stuff out of the legs. It's awesome on the head, so if I get the crab, we can snip that off the crab. What else? Baby penguins. Baby penguins. So we saw the penguins nest. There was yeah. a few adult penguins. <laughs> there was. Um... You know, we, 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 we sort of saw part of the ruthless side of nature when you would just kind of find... Oh, like that bird that had been just dropped yeah. from a height on that railing. On and the, it wasn't the... there 10 minutes earlier. Yeah, so there, there, there were some gory episodes there. Um, I was upset. We just got, the, just got the house cat kind of. It might be rubbing, or she, sorry, rubbing up against the mic. So if you can hear that straight... She's just going to sit there. purring. She's just going to sit there. Look, we don't want to disturb the cat. If... There's absolutely nothing paranormal going on. It's just the cat. Yeah, it's okay. Right. Make yourself. So we'll try to. We'll try to because we love animals here. So we'll try to. You know, get around. The I think cat. it's the bird talk. It's a bird. Yeah. The cat would have loved it on the island. Yeah, it it could not. It would have been like shooting fish in a barrel made of fish. <laughs> <laughs> like you could, even if you hit the side of the barrel, you're still hitting a fish anyway. You know. Yeah. What's so, the downside to? Um, flies. The downside yeah, was the flies, flies, and the second downside, if you're not used to this kind of thing, is running it, out of milk. If it's yellow, <laughs> no, 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 is if it's yellow, let it mellow. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, a, a, bit, point. that's well, a bit rough. But. The whole the, the whole island is on solar power and rainwater, so they're very conservative with their water usage. Yeah, yeah. they are. So, and you've got to charge everything during the day. Yeah. yeah. If you need to use a toilet and you're only doing your number one, you're not allowed to flush the toilet and then the next person comes in and it ends up just being a cocktail of pee. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. But why is that a downside? I mean, you didn't have to hang out. Well, it's easy for us because we can stand up, but what about you guys with Splashback and... Oh, my God. <laughs> nah, if you, if you don't pee hard, it's all right. You don't get Splashback. What the hell? <laughs> 
we're, get, we're learning all the secret life of what goes on in the bathroom for these okay. <laughs> But anyway, but and speaking of cocktails, we Tan came absolutely prepared as usual, looked after all those of us that were drinking. Um, you know, we had cocktails, we had all sorts of stuff. We had Just champagne. Did. You did. We had food. Yeah. We did everything. Yeah. And the spills was eating nice and healthy. You were able to... Have my salads and... Yeah. You know, it's really self-contained. You've got the ovens, you've got fridges, you've got microwaves, you've got everything, you've got beds. You're good. It's you know, an awesome it's, place. It's, it's, it's it comfortable. Really it's like a holiday house. Yeah. And no one else is allowed on the island without a permit. And you're the only ones that have booked it out. You're the only ones on this kind... Of, it's not a tropical paradise, but it's kind of a paradise. And what amazed me was the tidal movement. It was almost, I reckon, <clears throat> 700 meters from oh. of beach and then as the tide came in it got less and less and less to yeah, right up to much. the lighthouse yeah. you that know? low tide the island was like three or four times bigger yeah de- and, then, and then more than that and then by the time high tide comes and you kind of basically all huddled together on a little spit of land <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. next to yeah. a lighthouse <laughs> we're all know? standing on ash's head yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yeah absolutely fantastic and then but then you got the paranormal side as well you've kind of got like the nice a lighthouse keeper's house or cottage that you stay in that's kind of not necessarily modern but it's done up it looks nice but then you've got the old run down place next door which is creepy and kind of has its own vibes to it um what did you guys think of that because you guys had heard about that place from me several times i kind of spruced and talked it up obviously selling you guys on the idea on spending 200 bucks a head for our stay on the arm which which isn't necessarily cheap but absolutely worth it were you? It was actually, to be honest, uh, in terms of the home comforts, they were all there. Yeah. Yep. What, what more did you need? You didn't need anything else. No, that's right. But, um, but what about the run-down place next run, door? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, during the day, it was fine. At night, complete different vibe. Completely Absolutely. different. Yeah. yeah, it got pretty dark feeling, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And, you know, and, and the strange thing about the place is, you know, it's home. You've heard all these legends on the side about suicide, murder, people going missing. And that house... 33 been... ships got wrecked on it prior to that lighthouse being built. Exactly. So there's a lot of kind of like this mysterious, I guess, energy about the place. And then... You and go... that rumour <clears throat> about the Chinese being buried underneath the solar panel. Yeah, all sorts of weird... Yeah, you read all sorts of weird stuff in the guest books and can read all sorts of weird legends online, but you go into this this lighthouse keeper's cottage, and even if you take away the paranormal and the creepy and the dark aspect of it, that place is laid out really freaking weird. There's yeah. no corridor. It's kind of... Every room is kind of like you're just taking right-handed turns from one room to another. There's eight rooms to get to the back end of the house, which is the kitchen and the bathroom where all this... Not negative activity, but all this kind of creepy stuff has been. I wonder recorded. why it was done like that. Who knows? But but no. But what's bad about it is, like you said, if we're down in the active part of the house investigating and something bad happens, we got a out. hell of a long way to go to get. <laughs> and out. it's Dodge City. Dodge the beds. Dodge this. Dodge <laughs> yeah. that. You know. Yeah, but how did you guys feel during the actual investigations we did? I felt worse there? on the first night investigation. I actually thought really? it was really heavy. Yeah. <clears throat> See, Friday night. I was actually. This is why I the second night I didn't want to sit with my back to the door. I just isn't that didn't interesting? Like it. See, the first night I thought it was uneventful. Nothing really happened. Nothing happened, but it was just that vibe. And then the <clears> second night, I'm not one to walk into a place and go. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't feel you came skipping out going, get in here! Yeah. <laughs> so, you <laughs> Bring know, your equipment! The second night, walked in, you know, it was probably, it was 8.30ish, 9 o'clock at night, walked in and 
I reckon I was in there for 30 seconds and it did not feel comfortable at all. So what do we do? Go get our shit and go straight back in. (laughs) We were met, the reason why this podcast is probably four days later than usual is the fact we were meant to record on Truebridge Island at that time, but then it feels like, nah, this place feels weird. Fuck the podcast. Let's Let's investigate. Let's take advantage of this feeling and this kind of... Intensity, yeah, this intensity, yeah. and start investigating. And, and what did we get? We didn't get a lot of big stuff. No, we. No. Though I haven't watched the video yet. Ah, we have still you listened to audio? Oh, none of us have listened to audio. Okay. Have you listened to any? No, neither have I. Okay. <laughs> Maybe next show we'll report on some stuff if we've captured anything. But we definitely heard. Yeah, mine, I only got ten seconds of audio. Mine only recorded ten right. seconds. Oh wow! I have listened to it. Yeah, there was <laughs> that was a session in the creepy the, the ghost house, as yeah. it's called. Yeah, that, yeah. I remember something strange happened. Uh, it was a strange noise? We got the big EMF pulses. That, that was in the that was in the second house. That was in the second yeah. house. But yeah. in the first house, and there was that strange smell that was different to the other strange smells. Yeah, <laughs> lots of strange. But smells. there was stuff happening, and and probably the biggest thing that kept happening. Lots of noises. Now my wife does not believe in the paranormal at all. Mm. And when we left Truebridge Island, I said to her, so what do you think? And her response to me was, well, I'm borderline now. So, which is a... But she's married to you, Spills. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But um, being married to Spills would make anyone borderline. (laughs) So, thanks, guys. (laughs) No worries. Um, By the way, Nikki's actually very normal considering she's married to Spills. I know, right? I know. Um... I get, we heard a lot of chatter in other rooms. Yes. A um, couple of knocks and those sorts of things. That wasn't too major. But, but you could hear voices. Yeah, that was the biggest Actually, thing. What was strange, conversation. We, would hear, we would be in the kitchen and hear a voice and it would sound like it was coming from the next room over. So we moved all our stuff in there and then it, was, then it had kind of moved oh, and was another room over. We did get the K, uh, K2 <clears throat> spike in, the, in that we room. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Above the mantelpiece. Uh, and... In the opening of the hallway. Well, we did. the gap between the two rooms, not really yeah. a hallway officially, but yeah. But every time we were kind of trying to kind of move into the same room where we were hearing voices, the, the voices would kind of move from one room along from yes. us. Like, but it sounded kind of like a conversation between back. a male and a female. That's what yeah. it sounded like. And the, and the next day, the next morning, myself and someone else heard it sound like Ooh. two females talking as well together. In, wow, in where, were you, where was that? Where was I? In, in that house, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> very, very bizarre. And then, I guess, we left the... Ghost what do you house. want to call it? Yeah, ghost we house. Because that's what's known as in the guest book. People have written it as the ghost okay. house. And then we went back into the <clears throat> cottage. Yep. And I reckon that's where we had more eventful stuff happen in the cottage where we were staying than it where we did. Happened to be in my bedroom, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we decided, yeah, Tarn's the only person that was kind of basically had a room to themselves. All of us kind of had our But I was happy yeah. to sleep between either of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, we chose her room to investigate in because it had the And then we get stuff happen. We had we had those really massive EMF spots. And you've got to like, imagine there's nothing. There's Because of where the island is, we're so isolated. Yeah. There's no radio signals, you know. There's nothing. <clears throat> there's no factories nearby that are going to give you. You know, there's no power stations. Mm. There's no nothing like that. So all that stuff that you've got to yeah. worry about on the we normal We can rule mainland. out a lot more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what was interesting. So, for our listeners, what we 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 did a bit of investigation, bit of EVP work, bit of ghost box, and then decided to have a bit of a bit of a break. So we went out of the room. um, We're out of the room five ten minutes. We came back into the room. Everyone sat down. We're probably seated for about a minute or two. And just outside the doorway in the hall, we had a a K two, and then 
within the door. Uh, yeah. um, just inside the door, in the within the room we were in, we had another K2. And they both went off simultaneously. And then pretty much straight after that, there was a little knock. And then um, there was a male's <laughs> voice. You know, mm. Conversation in another mm. room with a, with a male's voice. So that's what was pretty interesting. But I guess the most interesting thing for me... <laughs> Yeah. Was once everyone had gone to bed. The second night? Yeah. So. You guys may as well discuss this between you as I only heard you guys yeah. talking about Ash, it. I missed it all together. Ash didn't join this bit. Ash was yeah. asleep. Yeah. Um, and probably, I was sure Spills was up making me a coffee or something. Yeah. So it was about 3.30 in the morning, almost asleep. And start hearing walking around, knocking in the kitchen, those sorts of things. So, um, and my wife gave me a bit of a nudge and said, oh, can you hear that? And I was like, yeah, I can hear it. But I automatically assumed it was Tar. So that was it. We are just having a little chat and listening. And then Tanya was out, is that you guys? And I'm like, no, we thought it was you. No. I'm in bed. And that was it, though. Nothing else happened after that. So what did, what because all I heard were you guys yelling across the beach. <laughs> no one bothered getting out of their bed to talk about it, just yelling from room to room. Someone's just scared to get out of bed. Which woke me up, that's all I missing. So, so what did it actually sound like? Describe it as best you can. Someone walking around the kitchen, getting shit ready, doing stuff. Yeah, like, like someone was cooking and, yep. stuff, you know, yep. moving around, heavy footsteps, lots of shuffling. Yeah. Can't believe you didn't hear it because that room backed onto loud. yours. It was loud. Oh, yeah, it did too. Yeah, that is strange that we didn't hear that. Well, we, we were asleep. You guys were obviously nodding off. But yeah. this brings a question I want to ask you guys. And Spills kind of talked a bit, out of, a bit on the island. He came up with a theory in that what is it being experienced on the island is not an intelligent haunting. That you think it's more of a recording, a residual, yeah, more of a residual. playback where yeah. eavesdropping in on conversations which might have happened 100, 150 years ago, yeah. but nothing... I've when we have never heard EVP voices as much as that. Mm. Yeah, there right? was. Yeah. I mean, we got that disembodied voice at Gladstone, but this was... These were just... It wasn't in a response to us. It was irrelevant exactly. of us. Another is what room I felt. having a conversation. Yeah, yeah like, like two the... people like having this chat. Did was... we get anything that seemed to be in response to what we were doing or asking? Because I can't remember us, got, even with the ghost box, really asking, what's your name? What you're doing? Is there... Yeah, I don't remember nothing, getting any no. responses. No, I don't think it was responses out. to us. <clears throat> so it seems to be what yeah. a lot of people say is residual, just saying... Yeah dropped a piece left behind recorded on the atmosphere Correct. or on yeah. the buildings itself so that's the good thing being like if you're creeped out by ghosts these types of things really can't hurt you they're just a, it's just like playing play on the video you know it's would have been so good if it was intelligent <laughs> it would have look there might be something intelligent yeah, definitely. There, considering on, on the past there. experiences I've had there but this but time, it's, yeah. it's nice to have something like that you go to so many places and everyone's trying to relate it to them you know yeah yeah you know, and that kind of eats me a bit. People <laughs> go, did he say Sam? I went to kindergarten with a Sam. You know, like, and yeah, but yeah, but absolutely brilliant spot. And like I said, we'll, we'll listen back to our recordings, watch time record some video, which yeah. recording the sessions and, um, yeah, we'll, um, report next podcast if we picked up anything and would we go back yes, yes. absolutely yes, being, yeah. you know, we're, we're on making another booking tomorrow take the ghost take go. the ghost out of it would and I go bring back the cocktails. Yes. absolutely even without the ghost absolutely I would still go back 200 bucks a night per, per well not a night $100 per night minimum per two person. nights yep. stay but you can stay for a week if you want 
And it's only, what, two and a half, three hours out of Adelaide to get there. Yep. And even on the boat ride over, you're not getting wet. You might get a bit of spray, but they take they park just kind of offshore. Then they wade onto the island and come back with a tractor and a platform. So you don't even need to get your feet That's wet. That's right. You load all your stuff on the platform. They drive right you up out. to the house. It's great. Yep. It's brilliant. It's gold star service. you just got to... It's just BYO pretty much everything all your food all your water that's all you got take extra milk <clears throat> yes these poor suckers ended up having to drink lactose free milk because they run out of yeah. their full cream nearly got tan out there milking Sammy the seal yeah <laughs> we still had cocktails that was well planned and we still had well, platters left at the end <laughs> yeah but what do you think um Okay, as a, as a hotel, we'll, we'll review it as like a hotel. Well, as, as if it was a hotel, would you say? Good place to stay. Check it out. Three and a half, four stars out of five. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was much cleaner than other places that Asher yeah. stayed it at. Was, so, it was, yeah. it was really clean. <laughs> and, and, and what about as a place to investigate and maybe have a spooky time? Pretty up there, too. Yeah. yeah. I would say yeah. seven out of ten. Why the fuck would you mark one I out think... of five and one out of ten? It just makes it well, fucking hard. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Hotels are usually parked out of five stars. Yeah. But yeah, True Ridge Island. Definitely, guys. If you can get out there, do it. Like, like I said, they're booked out months and months and months in advance for weekends, so you're better off trying for a weekday if you can sometime soon. And I don't do uh, trips over winter because the oceans and the weather's just too damned crazy. They can't guarantee your safety getting you to and from the island or even if they can do that at all during that period of time. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so generally from about late May until start of September, they don't really do a lot of stuff because the weather is just a lot more unpredictable. Wow. Yeah, but how great would it be to be out there in a natural storm? It would be awesome. Well, look how <clears throat> Friday, look night Friday night that close. Yeah. Yeah. So we had... The cloud possible, cover was amazing. Possible thunderstorms forecast. We're all holding... And they fingers. never Woo! eventuated. Oh, but well, anyway, maybe next time. Maybe we'll try to see if they'll like fly us out in the middle of winter, in the middle of a hurricane. In a Where are they going to land? Oh fuck! Up, it's a whole island time. <laughs> on low tide, we got seven hundred meters of beach. It'll just be at a crazy <laughs> angle, and the and the support structure will just, sink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, we're jumping out and getting decapitated. We're going to have to get box. one of those floating planes. Yes. What well, are they called? Well, no, I'll, I'll a just floating plane. Seaplane. There you go. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with whatever topics that we're deciding to talk about this week. Oh, something I forgot to add in was feedback. We actually got feedback last episode, which I thought was fantastic. So, Shirlene wrote, I listened and felt like I was there with you. Thanks. That's the important bit I want to talk about. But she also added, I smell cat pee at times. No cats inside. Rather smell perfume or coffee. And then it was a smiley. What I liked about that feedback The smelly was, tour. Yeah, the smelly tour and the smelly of cat pee. And you've talked about your cat does weird things and that. But what I liked most about the feedback was that she enjoyed the show because she felt like she was there with us listening. And, That's awesome. And we've, I've been told that several times before that the format of this show is casual and people can just kind of stick on the background or they can really focus on it. And they just kind of feel like... They're sitting there while we're having a conversation. Well, that's probably because we're normal people. Or as normal as you can be in the paranormal field. That's the nicest thing you've ever called me, Spills. What's that? Normal. He wasn't including you. No, that's right. I was looking at Ash. (laughs) I was looking at Ash as I said it. And he was including the cat too, because, you know, I just thought, you know, I'm just glad that this real casual style we got going is, is appreciated by... 
came my, from? Where's Charmaine from? I have no idea. I probably should have clicked. It's on. You can look. It's on Ashley Hilton Paranormal Guide page. You can, you can, you can find the comment there. But yeah. But but do you guys? You guys kind of enjoy this kind of casual chat yeah. thing we got going. It's good. It is good. And, I enjoy yeah. it. And and yeah, guys. If you if you guys are enjoying this kind of thing, or would you like to a different kind of a format? We probably won't change for you, but let us know anyway <laughs> because we like any kind of well, feedback. Yeah. You know, even if we're doing a bad job. Now, Halloween coming up, guys. What is it? Less than a month now. Two weeks away. Less. <laughs> you know, Halloween typically or traditionally is not a big deal in Australia for many, many, many different reasons, be it due to our geographic location and where we're placed hemisphere-wise and um, people think it's a uh, bastardization of other events. We shouldn't be taking part. But I don't give a shit about all that. <laughs> Halloween as a, as a commercial holiday... In buying candies and stuff, you're kind of seeing a lot recently in the shops each year, kind of finding more and more and larger and larger Halloween displays in stores. Woolworth, Big W, Coles, they've all got Costco, Costco, they've all Costco, especially, but they've got these massive displays. So it's kind of like you know, we're we're kind of embracing it more in my suburb where I live, and I'm not going to say where. I don't need all the pedos turning up on October 31st, but there is um, trick-or-treat and things like that happening. You know, kids are dressed up, going to houses, demanding lollies. We get into it every year. But the other thing that's also happening is, being as it's a spooky time of the year, there's more and more paranormal events get put on yep. at this time of year than other times, including paranormal investigation workshops. So there's people that run paranormal investigation workshops, basically taking advantage of this time of year to kind of get more people interested in in the the approach lots of people have to researching the paranormal. So what I want to talk about here is, I don't know if any of us have ever, well, I've helped conduct a workshop, paranormal workshop in Sydney, but have you guys ever been to an actual paranormal investigation workshop where you might not know anything, you go there and hope to learn a thing or two about investigating? Have you guys ever been to something like that? Um... I guess every tour I went on was pretty much like that. Well, you know, it's people coming along, they've just got into it, their first ghost tour, they want to know more about it. Yeah. And then once, just before you get into the investigating side of it. But when it comes to a workshop, obviously they're going to cover different types of things. They're going to cover safety, they're going to cover you know, what is a ghost, how to access places, um, morals, methods, things like that. And what I just want to bring up here, what do you guys think would be the most important topics to cover at a workshop for someone that's coming along, never doesn't know a ghost from the you know back of their ass. I don't know what a back of an ass is, <laughs> but a ghost from their from their ass, but they want to know about it and want to be prepared after just having listened to you guys present something to go off into the dark and find ghosts for themselves. What areas need to be covered? What what do you guys think? Safety. Take a torch Safety. and have permission. Safety, take a torch, have permission. That's and right. don't oh, listen agree. to, or don't take too much heat of the stuff you see in a lot of the documentaries. Are they called documentaries? Or shows? Shows, shows. yeah. Oh, I would say. Pure entertainment value. Entertaining. Entertainment, that's all. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, you've got to realise a lot of what you see on those shows is unrealistic. We spent hours and hours sitting in places with not a lot happening. And then 
you might get something happen. <clears throat> it doesn't all happen in 30 minutes. Don't think you're going to go out and investigate for an hour and come back with a lifetime of experience. You could get about. lucky, of course. You could get lucky. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it's probably not going to Chances happen. are... Spills, what do you well, think? I agree. And I think you need to be objective as well. Any noise you hear, any knock, any, you know, sit down, get used to your surroundings, <clears throat> those sorts of things. Don't always jump to the conclusion that any noise you are hearing is paranormal. Yeah. yeah. No, go in with a, with a with an open mind, but also be logical about it as well. The safety side of it, definitely. Uh, Watch out know. for obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll segue to your thing in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but yeah, so pretty much real foundation kind yeah, of definitely. level stuff. Definitely. Were there things that you guys learned on your own, having gone out into the field and investigate? that you learnt the hard way and that you wish you had been, had it pointed out to you or taught to you at, you know, from someone more knowledge at the beginning of your time researching and investigating. Well, I was probably <clears throat> lucky. I hadn't done much investigating at all beforehand. Um, and I was probably pretty lucky cause I met Alison first off. Yes. Um, so I didn't pick up any bad habits early on. Probably the biggest one, don't hold your voice recorder. Yeah. If you're going to do an EVP session, put it in a place that's nearby, um, but don't hold it. That's that's probably the biggest thing I learned first up. I used to walk along with my hand. And... You'd have it in your hand and you'd be asking. Yeah, your yeah. blood's pumping and <laughs> doing all sorts so, of, you're swinging around, the breeze is changing, hitting at different angles as you move around. And well, Do you think you were getting a lot of false? Nah. Look, um, the only, I guess, well, the first and only EVP session I did by myself was at, at the Panda, yeah. St. John's, uh, and I did get an EVP, but it was pretty clear to the point, you know. I have to ask, that was your very first EVP yes. session? How did you conduct that? Like, you'd literally just watched Ghost Adventures or yep. something, hadn't you? And you thought, fuck it, I can do this myself. Yep. This went out the ne- I pretty much <clears throat> went out the next day, bought a voice recorder... Uh, I actually did a bit of research online to see which of the better brands. You got a Sony, didn't you? Yeah, I did. That's the same one you still got? Yep. Beautiful. It is. Awesome. And um, and I love that voice recorder too. But the problem is that because I have a Mac, the Sony <laughs> voice recorder only has Windows software. Oh. So I very rarely use it anymore. But how do you, when you actually got to St. John's Cemetery, and I know we've kind of Fuck the workshop topic. <laughs> yep. But when you got to when you got to this cemetery, your very first EVP session, what did you do? You got out of your car, got you, got, out of my you car. went through the gate, and what happened next? So I walked around, sussed it out a bit, and then pulled out the voice recorder, hit record, and pretty much started walking up and down the... Uh... And so just asking questions, yep. or yeah, what were you asking? Same stuff you're asking now, oh, or were you pretty much, nah, pretty much the same. Oh, I Jesus. guess I wasn't as... Forward, Aggressive. Gung-ho. Forward as I am now. <laughs> but, um, ah, look, I, I guess I was a lot more respectful. Yeah. And I still am to a certain degree. I won't say I'm not disrespectful when I investigate. A um, degree of minus 20. Unless yeah. it's time. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, sort of same sort of questions. Do you know you're dead? Do you know where you are? Can you tell me your name? All those sorts of things. But the basic, typical. Yeah, pretty much. But I think we learn something from everyone we meet out there. 
anyone who's done a little bit, you learn a bit from. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You learn. You just pick up odd bits, and it just becomes this accumulation of knowledge, and decide what works for you and what doesn't. What, yeah. What's the biggest thing that you learnt for yourself the hard way that you wish someone had told you about when you got started in all this? What's the lesson you learnt? Don't go and buy a hell of a lot of equipment all at the same time, which is what I did, which was a big mistake. I should have just started with one thing and then added and added and added rather than going stuff it. It's funny. See, I've got heaps of equipment as well. Do you see me bring it? I sold, no. I sold all mine. Pretty much. <laughs> torch, voice recorder, that's all I take. Just an example. What did you buy, say, in that, those first three months that you, you were massing your kit? We're talking about paranormal toys here now, Tom. <laughs> not not voice, massages. Voice recorder. <laughs> with variable speed settings. Yes. Personal <laughs> massage stick. So, <laughs> so I bought, I bought um, in a very short period of time, I bought uh, a video camera. I bought two voice recorders. I bought a couple of K2s. A ghost box. I bought vibration detectors. I bought sensors. I bought an wow. EMF pump. You went I went all out. Yeah. And do you know what? Most of it I have never read the instructions on and worked out how to use. Exactly. It's only the stuff that I have that other people have. You know, K2's pretty simple. I'm pretty yeah. confident with using a K2. You know, but, you know, to work out all the functions on a voice recorder at the right time. So that can be and a trap to, being too keen. But, yeah, exactly. And um, I was on an investigation in Hartley Village, which is in the Blue Mountains, and I was yep. talking to a guy from Bathurst there, and we were talking about voice recorders, and he said, you're not actually better off with a digital one, you're better off with an analogue one. And mm-hmm. he did explain his reasons why, and I think you've got to make sure whatever you buy is compatible, like Spills just said, with your computer. Yep. There's no point having something that's non-downloadable, which I well, do have I one. I used to have a Windows computer... When I had, you know, yeah. anyway. I'll buy a voice recorder off your spells. Actually, just going back to what you were saying before about one of the biggest things I learnt and thinking about it some more, probably another biggest thing that I learnt that I didn't know, there's so many fucking crazy people in the paranormal <laughs> field. There really is. Yeah. So many nut jobs. There's that, and also, and I don't want to get too much on this, but there is a, it is a community where there's a lot of bitching and I think that the number oh, one piece of advice I would give anyone is Go the horse's mouth. Don't believe second, third-hand information. About anything, about evidence, about other people, about locations. Try to get to the sources. You're an investigator. That's what you should be doing. What I I find frustrating is you'll go to a place and someone goes, no, 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 you do this, do this, and do this, and you're going to get this response. And they get the same response every time. That doesn't tell you it's paranormal. Yeah. You know? You found it. I almost found a cause and effect. You might be constantly... You might be making it do that. Yeah, it might be something natural that yeah. your sequence of events. I think for me, the that's interesting though, the don't buy too much equipment too fast because you'll fall in that trap of hey, not knowing what to do with it all. Because I know people that have eight to ten of those camera Pelican cases full of equipment. They never use it all. You're going to end up with too much data for you <laughs> to carry it. For. Yeah, and you've got yeah. to watch and listen to everything yeah. you record. Otherwise, what's the point of having it in the first place, you know? Batteries. So, oh, it's, SD cards. <laughs> SD cards. You're just trying through so much stuff. For me, and I think this is, this is related to equipment, is um, the thing I learned was don't use rechargeable batteries. And I know this sounds real bad for the environment because, you know, you don't want to just be buying a battery and chucking, but... If you want to ensure that your equipment is behaving the way it's designed to, you want to ensure you're not parent with half-charged batteries or dying batteries. You basically want to use a battery 
and chuck it after an investigation. Completely agree. You know, um, you don't know what your batteries are doing. They're half drained, just being left in the device. So Ghostbox, the old PSB 7s, they'll drain your battery while they're just yeah. sitting there not being used. Yeah. And sure, you waste a little Every bit of money. Every time I had to I used my PSB yeah. 7, same thing. See, but what's worse But though, the 11 is, doesn't seem to drain like that no, at all. No, it doesn't. I've but, had one battery in mine But what's time. worse though is if that's only half charge, it's not going to be doing its job properly. And you might be getting false positives and all sorts of stuff. Your mel meters. A lot yeah. of people use them. They're, many people consider them to be a higher-end um, EMF meter. I would say a tri-field meter is beyond that. But if you've got a half-dead battery in there and you haven't noticed the little I'm dying icon, you're going to be getting EMF spikes and temperature yeah, anomalies. Definitely. And it's literally just because the electronics are just having trouble with the half-charged yeah, battery right. yep. left in there. So absolutely, that's probably the biggest lesson. Fresh batteries and everything, don't bother with recharge. Well, it's interesting. See, I've always used fresh, pardon me, fresh batteries, and I've never ever had power drains on an investigation. Have you? No. Never had. Oh, oh I have, and I've had things then okay. come back up when you've gone, you know, not change the batteries, but obviously chucked it in your bag, come back out, and you just go, and it powers back up again. Mm, and no issues, okay. and we'll keep going. Yeah. And I think the, the other big thing I learned, and it probably took me about three years to learn this, was, and this is going to be, once again, sound counterintuitive, but don't take it too fucking serious. You can be over-serious in this thing. Forget what you're doing this for. You're going to be caught up in the details and rather be doing what you should be doing, or at least in my opinion anyway, which is having a chill, have fun. You can... You can have fun and investigate. It doesn't mean you have to act like a loon. But I guess the other thing too it. is if you do capture evidence, especially EVPs and those sorts of things, and it is of the negative kind, so it's something mm. fairly negative, don't take it as a personal um, <laughs> attack, I guess, is probably the best way to explain it. Um, look at it as a, what is it? It's a voice on a recorder. Is it aimed at me? Possibly not. That's it. You know, don't take it as some message directed at yeah. you like you're going to be murdered in your sleep you know what I mean anyway yeah. um, it's usually the overdramatic people that get those messages yeah that's right I find I also find the overdramatic people also have all the demons come through on Ouija boards overdramatic people also have don't talk all about the, Brett like all, all the hell <laughs> all the hell EVPs and they're the ones that are like burn your Ouija boards don't do that. and I guess the other thing is if you get an EVP and it sounds like you it more than likely is you <laughs> true True, True. That. There's, there's, there's not that many doppelgangers out there <laughs> that can mimic your voice. But yeah, I, I just thought that was just interesting. These are like little tips that you kind of wish that you were taught early on and should be coupled in a workshop if this is your first thing you're going to, rather than finding it out for yourself. But like Tan said, you're going to be learning shit constantly. Everybody you touch, everybody you meet, you're going to learn something from. And you know, I bet we've all. And they're all just opinions, a lot of them too. But you pick is. and choose what you want to take with yeah, you. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. We've probably all learned something from each other as well yeah, on definitely. investigations. I couldn't, off the top of my head right now, think, but I'm sure we have. Like, I've learned that you know it's okay to have a few cocktails <laughs> before you go in and do it. But I must session. admit, I think some of the best sessions I've had, as far as personal enjoyment and results, have come about through. It doesn't look like anything's happening. So you sit there and you talk about nothing or everything, but you're not even really investigating. All of a sudden, something happens. Things like you know, you you, up, you push up the energy vamp in the room, and all of a sudden you've got things coming because they want to hear you. 
Yeah. Maybe they don't want to a be spoken to, but they come in. But they, they've got a reminder that maybe they're attracted to your laugh and they come in. That's the stuff I like. Yeah. It's um, when you, like, like, you know, if we were running meters right now and seeing if anything came out, that would be cool. Yeah, but your house is weird. Oh, it's probably just picking up the fumes from the black mold again. <laughs> I, was just about to say, <laughs> I knew you were about to. I knew you were about to say it. That's great. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's it's fantastic. And, and and like you're saying, how many times have we been in a location where nothing's happened? It's three a.m. Our conversation descends into the gutter, into the sewers, and that's when stuff starts happening. And Does. below, yeah. And below, like, we're, we're, we're in the Bolivar sewage treatment works with our conversation. That's when the ghosts decide to I think even Bolivar sewage treatment would be embarrassed of half the conversations <laughs> we have. Yeah, they've cleaned up their act. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. smell so much out there yeah. about the servo anymore. But, yeah, um, okay, we'll just end this. Uh, we've said we, we've talked about one of the big things is not buying too much equipment too soon. And I'm sure we've covered this before. But what would you say is your three things that you would take on investigation? What is the, the three basic things that someone should accrue? Voice recorder. Mm-hmm. Torch. Yep. Are we including a torch? Yeah, no. absolutely. Yeah, I was going to ask, do we have to include the torch? Take, okay, <laughs> well, not everyone is sensible. So, but we'll assume they're taking a torch anyway. So voice recorder? I'd probably go K2 ghost box. Yeah. Okay. Video camera. You see, you're getting big with your equipment box again, Tom. You're buying see, too much stuff. <laughs> for me, video camera, EV, uh, voice recorder, and that's pretty much it. You see, I pretty much, I turn my phone on, on flight mode. I use that as a video camera. I can use it as a voice recorder. They're not the best, but it's one versatile piece of equipment. As long as you turn it into flight mode if you're using EMF-sensitive devices. Yeah. But yeah, voice recorder, uh, uh, just a still camera is fine. And the torch, of course. And it, look, I'd step up the video because video is good. You've got picture and sound there. So you can wind them all into one with that. But yeah, there you go. Tap the Paranormal Guide's top tips. Excellent. <laughs> sort of thing, yeah. kind of. So when's our first workshop, Ash? <laughs> oh, who knows? Look. Who knows what the future will bring. But one of the things we did mention was, if we were or were going to a workshop, we'd want them to cover safety. Which brings us nicely to... Spills has found something online that he would like to talk about this week. So, going through... uh, It was actually in mainstream media. There was an article about a... I believe it was a ghost tour at a pub in, in the UK... And during the investigation, one of the investigators was pushed by a ghost. <laughs> so in the video, um, it shows everyone investigating. And then one of the investigators is walking behind another lady that's seated. And it looks like he's pushed. It's hard to tell. The video is very grainy. He's basically upright walking around yep. and then all of these in he's the fucking up against state. the wall. And what's interesting is that's the only bit of footage within that investigation. So it's very hard to see. But I guess, you know, he's walking behind a chair in between a wall. And to me, and this is only my personal opinion, it looks like he stumbles. What what do they say has happened? What does the... uh, Um, so So the article basically says, investigator, paranormal investigator, pushed or shoved by a ghost. So I got the feeling that he tripped and he blamed the ghost. Yeah. And, and reading the article, they're saying they're all they're in the dark. They've obviously got the night show on because you kind yep. of got that muddy. It's not green. It's grey IR footage that you'll see if you've done any investigation work at the night. You've seen that kind of footage. 
They're not using the best illuminators, so he's kind of in the background a yeah. little bit washed out. But in the article, they say they're just doing their thing. I think they're talking at the time. Then yeah, they, they all heard the loud bang as the investigator was pushed. That's what they say. They heard the loud bang as the investigator was pushed. But you think that the, the bang is related, but it's a different interpretation. Correct. So, you know, you, you're walking around in the dark. You're usually in, in older places. Um, there's, there's usually shit, shit lying around, those sorts of things. Um, Fire extinguishers. And look, it's hard to say because you can't see. That's all you can see in the video. Uh, but it's almost like he's kicked the back of the chair, tripped, stumbled, and... It's, it's, it sounds like when you hear the sound of the, the bang or him being pushed, it sounds exactly like... He's just smashed his knee or his shin into a chair that happens to be on either concrete or some sort of tiles. You kind of got that drag, that quick dragging yep. sound. My question is, and I'm not sure if you can answer this, Skills, is to us, and Tan, do you agree with that kind of interpretation? Yeah, of course. Yeah. To us, it seems pretty obvious that that is the case. But you found this on a, a major network. Yeah, definitely. What, what, the, what the hell? How does something like that get on there in the first place? What, what do you think is going on? How come that's been put out there when... There's so much more credible evidence out there's there. There's other yeah. stuff and yeah. it's just so obvious that it's just a tripping hazard there. What do you think is going on? I don't know. I mean, we've had this conversation before and wondering why people appear to fake things and things like that. I don't know if it, it might, he might not have faked it, but no, I think... He may, no, you're right. I don't yeah. think he faked it. I, I genuinely believe he did fall, but I don't... It, to me, it doesn't look paranormal at all. I personally think the uh, media outlet ran out of stories. Slow news day? Yeah, perhaps. Or but do you know what? Up. A slow news day is a good day, Again. I believe. <laughs> It no one's dying. There's no exactly. horrifying thing. Actually, happening. I had a conversation with a friend the other day, and they said, oh, I can't believe that they wrote all about the weather on the front page, and I said, that's an awesome day. No, it is. Because it means there's no mass murders, there's no this, there's no... <laughs> you know, I think it's okay. fabulous. It's just, a great way to look at things. Just thinking about it a bit more, though, if you notice, a lot of the mainstream media, media um, sites currently, or even in the last month or so, have been putting more and more paranormal stories out there. But is that in the lead up to Halloween? Halloween, that's right. It is. Oh, we, we talked that's, about Halloween. Yeah. That's what got started off. So you said it'll lead up into Halloween. I've heard a conspiracy theory. When I get in trouble when I kind of tie conspiracy theories in with the paranormal. I like it. Because a conspiracy theorist out there think it's all legit. They don't want to tie it to something that they don't think is legit, such as the paranormal. But a lot of people in this kind of paranormal conspiracy theory think or believe that the news outlets on purposely put out the dodgier looking stuff so that no one actually believes it. Well, like, it's some sort of, like some sort of okay. cover-up of the paranormal. I don't believe that. I'm saying that on the line. But there is a belief that that's what's happening. They're putting out the fake stuff as, um, what do they call it? Um, a deterrent? It, not even a deterrent. It's to, so to like, discredit. To discredit as a cover-up, to hide that this stuff is real. Or what, what, if, what if they're putting it out there <clears throat> to... Um, as almost like a this is a bullshit story. So, do you remember that one the, in Adelaide that stories, did mainstream media with all the chips falling off at the IGA? Yeah, at yeah. the roll-ups. Roll-ups. Was it? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> How can you forget that? It was big fucking news. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, you know, remember when that was all the mainstream, and you know, and you know, everyone's thinking. It, 
It was probably just a heavy truck rolling down. The roll-ups had been picked up by someone and put in the chip aisle and hadn't actually been thrown over the shelf. They just slipped out off a slippery surface when vibrations went past. Yeah, it's just an odd thing. It's like they don't put any of the what we might consider to be good stuff. And it's just all this dodgy... But then again, you know, are they putting it on there? So, because let's face it, the way the media report factual, and I'll, I'll use that term loosely, stories. Um, the media's not <clears throat> about telling facts. The media's no, about exactly selling right. stories. Exactly right. Well, so politicians and politics, really. Who knows? Is it a deterrent to take them from the already 90 bullshit articles they've already got out there? Who knows? But anyway, back to your video. The falling over guy. The, the pushed guy. Yep. None of us here believe that was a paranormal event. No. What are some tips now? You, I don't know if you want to talk about what you do for a job, but we can say it's in an occupational health and safety Definitely. industry. Yes. With a, a corporation. Correct. What If that video is in fact what we believe it is, it is someone tripping over... What are some ways or some things that people can do on location during investigations to help with people's safety skills? Be aware of your surroundings, firstly. Turn the torch on, have a look around, what's where, that sort of stuff. Once you've settled, so settle down where you're going to investigate within that particular area, turn your torch off and don't move again. (laughs) Pretty easy. And and have a clear path to the door to run. But then when you move... Turn your torch on and move. Simple as that. Simple as that. Yep. Don't trip over stuff. And look, if, if you're going to turn, and we all know, you turn a torch on, see a bright light, you turn it off, it takes your eyes a couple of minutes to adjust. Yep. Allow that time for your eyes to adjust. Don't start walking through the dark, those sorts of things. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the cat's oh, attacking a moth. cat's <laughs> about to make a kill. We're going to get the ghost box out very soon. And look, we might as well finish the ghost, oh, the ghost box, the podcast on that note. We've got the cat acting very bizarre. We're about to do a ghost box session on the moth that it just ate. See if we can make communication. We're kind of in that, um, well, within minutes of when it started. We've literally just watched it lose its life right here in front of us in Tarn's house. And Tarn's laughing. We've got the black mold falling. We've got the perfect, perfect situation for paranormal activity right here. I could possibly have rabies. The cat bit me earlier. Absolutely. Look, this it's all gone crazy. to hell on the Paranormal Guide podcast, episode 17. But before we go, we'd just like to remind you of the topics we covered tonight so that you can leave comments in the comment box below where you find the podcast advertised. And that is... We spoke about the West Terrace Cemetery. So have you ever been on an interesting ghost tour where it wasn't... Oh, a person just giving you information was a multimedia spectacle. Have you ever been to a ghost or any tour that's just like that? Not necessarily a ghost tour, as West Terrace is not that. Remember that. True Rajan, would you be game enough to spend a couple of nights on an island in a haunted location knowing that you just can't leave very easy, even if you want to? Would you be keen to do that? Uh, what was the third thing we talked about? We spoke about... Workshops. Workshops. Investigating tips, those sorts of things. Yeah, if you guys have got any tips or if there are any tips you picked up later on that you wish you had have learnt about when you began so you didn't have to learn things the hard way, please tell us that because you might be helping other people in their endeavours with the paranormal. And finally, check out the video that we talked about. Do you think that person was pushed by a ghost? And that reminds us of our... We always typically leave with a specific question at the end of every podcast. 
And our question this week is relevant to that video. And what is it, Spills? I told you about it before we came here. I forgot. <laughs> it was. If you're at a haunted location in the dark and you stumble over something, do you A, own up to it, even though you might look like a fool, or B, will you blame it on a ghost? Answer that for us in the podcast. Until next time, until podcast episode 18, I'm Ashley Hall. I'm Spills. And I'm Tan. And Xanadu, Xanadu. you might hear purring, rubbing up against the microphone, something like that. Always a pleasure to have her on board. She's here more than Brett. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to get her as the fourth person in the photo. Rename the cat Brett. No, I'm going to take a photo. We're going to we're going to Photoshop her face over Brett's face in the in the podcast photo. Alrighty, guys. Until next time. Ciao. 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 Don't you have a Greek goodbye? You could say. No. What's a Greek goodbye? No idea. Morocco or something. (laughs) Three day recovery.